1: And my passion is to rid this great nation so of America the of soccer. Of soccer
0: here in the U.S. is due, in part, to I'm the influx to of rest, immigrants. saying, quote, I, I promise you no American is great grandfather citizens. was born here yes, is watching soccer. This is a
1: waste of our time, energy, and resources.
0: hey what's going on it's
1: your um let's fix football this is season two of let's fix football officially um it's your host gabe leser i'm here um we are sticking to the old format um uh, this is Evan is here obviously joining me. Um because I think that Evan what we realized or I realized was that doing trying to do the streaming thing would work really well. I think we'd be really good at it if we could dedicate essentially unlimited
2: time to it. Yeah, or if we like didn't have jobs.
1: Yeah, right. If like this is like, what we could do all day, I think that streaming could be a really cool thing. The problem is Uh, we don't, we both have jobs. We are normal people who exist in the world and have to live and have an income.
2: Yeah, yeah, and it makes us, you know, gives the the, this this format gives us a lot more flexibility when we record, how we record, when we release it. You know, we can record, you know, two in a weekend and then and then stagger them. Like, there's just a lot more that we can do this way. Yeah,
1: exactly. We can have um, we can have actual guests who don't want to (laughs) like have their their themselves on Google
2: Video live streamed on Google Video.
1: (laughs) Yeah, like go back. We're gonna we're just moving back to that old school thing where we actually do a serious serious or like you know. Uh, do our show. <laughs> I was gonna say do a serious yeah. show, but like you know, do our show and we're gonna get we're gonna get guests on. I have some guests um who are lined up who are interested in coming on. Um I think the most interesting thing is my our friend Keir Keir, shout out to Keir, what's up, man? Um, after the um Columbus crew litigation or as it continues, we have uh some people who listen to our interview of Mickey Turner who are involved in that litigation who may be willing to come on the show, so if you're listening to this and and you're um you're involved in that litigation um then uh you know please please reach out because we'd love to talk more about it um It's very interesting, especially now, Evan, that you have time to actually discuss um you can actually discuss some of this stuff because you've so, changed yeah, I've,
2: jobs I've changed jobs I've changed states uh countries, some might say. Um, I'm, I'm, out of, I'm out of Texas. I'm a Californian now. Apparently, yeah. Uh, I, I live in San Francisco now. But the but the 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 constraints of working for the federal judiciary are off. I can I can talk about anything now. I can say fuck Donald Trump all I want, which is
1: crucial um, because we actually have a, a topic. Um, in and in, in fact, the first two, um, well, the first really not two, but the, we've got a bunch of really just, I. Uh, we're playing our old material, folks. This is this is the this is an old school
2: show. Look, <laughs> we have a brand, okay. <laughs> we gotta play the classics. We gotta play the classics. Our brand is extremely stupid, but that's what the brand is. <laughs> we gotta play the classics. So uh,
1: when you all started tagging us in a incredible exchange. Uh, between I mean this is just our classic stuff RG reduced ability back he's mixing it up mixing it up uh, and what really happened is that he got dunked the on, dunked on by Petr Cech
2: yo he got I mean I, I believe the clickbait intro for this is Petr Cech destroys reduced ability in one tweet <laughs> and it's incredible they had a whole fight about it which is
1: amazing uh, and and what happened was Peter Chek said something along the lines of um he added Ars- Arsenal saying we share important values which make us a big club not only on the football side fair competition professionalism and sportsmanship are the biggest ones you teach young footballers and it's sad to see when other clubs don't share the same values and he was adding Bayer Leverkusen um uh talking about uh uh Bernd Leno um, uh, and they were just kind of, I think they were sort of dunking on him. I'm not exactly sure what the, ex- <laughs> what the exact thing that Peter Schreck was fighting about, but RG decided to mix it up saying professionalism. How can you even talk about professionalism when you haven't improved your distribution after nearly two decades of training, you've embarrassed yourself, your club and the supporters Registability RG man coming in hot, coming in hot. Uh, God, he,
2: he does. It's he, hard. To, no, it's like hard to even know where to fucking start with this one. It, it's, it first off, it's not clear like what 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 does professionalism mean here? <laughs> well, that's exactly what Bettercheck said. Bettercheck
1: quote tweeting him, dunking on him, saying maybe try to google what professionalism actually
2: mean, really means. Yeah, it it doesn't mean like good at this specific aspect of football. <laughs> and he is so let's be clear, Petrcek is actually quite
1: good at I mean he, he is good at distribution. He's a good player. And the the fact that I mean RG is one of these Twitter accounts that makes their entire brand on doing really hot takes uh about all these different things and just like so it's, it's both saying stuff like, at uh, Messi really, you know, one of the things I never see about Messi is that he is, no one talks about how good at dribbling he is. And then he does a compilation or something. And like, he gets 20,000 retweets because, you know, he's saying something, um, that actually everyone else is saying already, or he says some really hot take that sounds really profound. Like, how can you talk about professionalism when you haven't improved your distribution after nearly two decades? but actually is sort of meaningless because professionalism has nothing to do with your actual skill on the pitch.
2: It really doesn't. I mean, it's, it's not really like any different than any subscriber of Arsenal fan TV who would, you know, post a... You know, after an Arsenal loss post, a tweet like you know, something like, Oh my god, check sucks! <laughs> like, it's pretty much just that, except with a small, like, he's he's got the background of some kind I don't fucking know to put a small, but just the smallest patina of credibility or like legitimacy on it. But it, at base, it's just, uh, holy shit, check is the worst tweet,
1: yeah, it is hes It seems that what is really amazing to me is how many people take his account seriously and like we made fun of him with jack and and, and with James and other people who've come on the show we've made fun of him we're going to continue to make fun of him, but it does sort of blow my mind that this is one of those accounts that we actually have to talk about a lot, and the i mean it's not that I mean Pettercheck, of course, you can dunk on whoever you want to dunk on that's awesome. I mean I think it's just got to be that the fact that he's gotten so many people to buy into this vision of of his account as one that's like actually saying really important meaningful things about about the game and you know people will ask him these really serious questions like uh RG how do you view uh, uh Luke Shaw's movement for United and he'll give them this absolute nonsensical answer and like It's just – fucking stop taking this guy so seriously. He's such an uh, obvious
2: fraud. Jesus Christ. So I was just looking at some recent tweets. A recent tweet. He was asked by Emery Ball at Emery Squad, (laughs) thoughts on the ongoing Serena messy goat athlete debate. No. (laughs) RG, could get me banned. But Serena Williams isn't even a top 100 athlete in her own sport, which say not one of the top 100 tennis players. This woman just played for the U.S. Open Championship. And so she was (laughs) at least one of the two best players like this month, uh, let alone all sports figures combined. What in what a nonsense what an absolute, absolute nonsense thing to say. I mean it's imp- it's empirically untrue, right? I mean, we can we can start with we can take whatever empirics, you know, championships, rankings. Like it's just empirically wrong, but it's just the hottest of flaming takes.
1: Right. And he just does it to I mean, he's just so it's such a a transparent grift. And to watch him like get these people like that's you're get that really is you're grifting someone when you convince people to like give a shit about you when you say stuff like Serena Williams isn't even in the top 100 athletes in her sport when she's not just I mean we don't even need to get into this because it's not a debate Serena Williams the only debate with her is whether she's the best ever in her sport or whether someone else is maybe has her on something right like that's yes. the only question she is. Yeah, it's like, well, Michael Jordan or LeBron James, really, he isn't even in the hot top 100 of his sport, let alone the world. It's like, yeah. that's insane. It's an insane thing to say. Yeah, just like, you know, Joe Montana,
2: he never really should have been starting.
1: Right. <laughs> he should have never been starting. He really was terrible. Not a winner. I mean, this is just nonsense. And what's not, really... not very professional.
2: That That's the problem. That's Serena's not professional. Is. There it's it that is. she's not professional. That's and what that it is. He ranks players based on their professionalism, <laughs> and so she's not in the top 100 professional players. <laughs> it's we, so great. We cracked the code. he's le- it out. It's like, it's like the fucking QAnon of sports commentary. He's leaving breadcrumbs, <laughs> and we're putting it together.
1: We are putting it together. Everyone should uh, should 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 takes just take a look. Dive into what he's saying and put 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 everything together because I think it's about a worldwide conspiracy to root out people that are un, non-professional and non-professional is just a code. See, folks, that is just a code a code word for uh, people. Richard Regist- <laughs> doesn't like <laughs> he doesn't like personally. <laughs> uh, I mean shout out also to Didier Drogba who jumped in on top of all this and who is genuinely one of my favorite players in the history of this in the history of this sport. Um yeah, so Didier Drogba just 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 did the laughing emoji at at stability, which is awesome. I'm so glad Didier Drogba is in the mix here. This is a great I'm, thing to jump in on.
2: I mean it's such it's it a, at some level it's a really it's just such an impressive troll when you get two like all-time Great players. I got uh, Drogba definitely is an all-time great. Pettercheck maybe not, but you know still he's a very good you know Champions League player. You get two great players to dunk on you in a week. That's a good week's work if you're a troll.
1: Oh yeah, that's definitely true. It's a really good grift. And what's what I, I'm not sure exactly you know what his entire <laughs> what his entire. had a really funny reply. Uh, <laughs> uh, what his entire shtick is in terms of what he actually likes, I'm pretty sure he's just a Pep Guardiola like kind of fanboy type guy who just follows that dude around. But other, you know, whatever else he he is, he really is a top line football Twitter grifter, and he's done a really good job in creating this persona for himself that people follow and give a shit about, which is quite impressive and getting. I mean, making yourself into a into a person that Pettercheck responds to—pretty good, not so bad. Champions League winner, Pettercheck. By the way,
2: well, Champions League winner confronts fact-based account.
1: <laughs> he only tells the truth, folks. Only the no truth. No matter what
2: you, no matter what you think about it.
1: I mean, that I think reducibility is just a perfect a perfect, like the epitome of what the hell is like, wait, what is he, what even is happening anymore? I mean, like, what is going on? Like just this world is falling apart at the seams and just an amazing, no, 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 no you're <laughs> wrong.
2: We're, we're having a regular one. Yeah. stability is how he's a very normal Twitter user. <laughs> um, and everything, everything is fine. Okay. Well,
1: let me just read some things that, that, that happened. Since we, you know, we took our uh, our uh, season break, let me just read just a just a a, a smattering of things that have happened. Just one news story from the last um, the last few weeks, and I'm just going to read the series of of headlines that came out of this. FIFA president Gianni Infantino is due to hold a meeting with President Donald Trump at the White House today. Um, Next one, Uh, Yanni Infantino alongside Trump in Oval Office as POTUS discussed his complaints about Google searches. Donald J. Trump, Google searches for Trump news shows only the viewing slash reporting of fake news media. In other words, they have it rigged for me and others. In the Oval Office just now, Donald Trump to FIFA president Yanni Infantino, soccer, uh, it's a game. I guess you call it football, but over here, maybe someday they will change the name. Infantino interjects, we can negotiate that. We can negotiate that. Uh, Trump welcomes FIFA president Gianni Infantino to White House, quote, he is the president of FIFA and a highly respected man. In fact, when my son heard he was going to be here, he said, Dad, I would like to meet him. So you are pretty famous. It's pretty cool of Donald Trump Jr. to say that. Wants to meet Yanni Infantino Alright, I know that's how it happened All right, Next one, FIFA President Yanni Infantino To Donald Trump in the Oval Office Quote, it is a great honor to be here Thanks for everything you are doing We just had the World Cup in Russia Nearly 4 billion viewers Trump Remained seated during the entire Encounter while Yanni
2: Infantino had to stand And look down upon him Yo, yeah, that's so cool though that he's he's like I don't I don't know if he knows that he's pulling the like the like European monarch protocol where like he sits in his throne and they stand and talk to him the whole time. I think he just likes to sit down. To be honest, I think he just likes to sit down. But, but so that's what's so cool about it, though, is like he doesn't know that he's doing the like tyrannical monarch protocol thing he's just stumbling <laughs> into it for the same reason that the original tyrannical monarchs <laughs> did which is just i want to sit and fuck you yeah fuck you that's why trump's on
1: 2026 world cup 2026 maybe i won't be here but maybe they will extend the term a good reason Intanfino appears to say over talking potus <laughs> <laughs> Trump tells President, uh, FIFA President Infantino, quote, if they don't extend it, his term um, through the 2026 World Cup, the media is going to be very boring, and they will all go out of business, I guess. Infantino shows Trump a red card at the White House. Yanni Infantino, you are part of the FIFA team now. Donald Trump, that's good.
2: Yeah. Oh, guys, it's, I mean... <laughs> I mean, there's also the picture of him getting the jersey with yeah. like hit, with Trump on it. The like, I guess it's I guess it's probably a U.S. soccer jersey. Um, I, it was not clear, or if it's just like a generic, generic FIFA, FIFA, FIFA jersey. jersey. <laughs> like that wasn't clear. But I want one of those. They also gave, They also gave one to like to Jared Kushner. I think got one. Yeah. Um, he's, he's, it was great. a lot. It's all it was great. A lot.
1: It's all really good. I mean, these people, Yanni Infantino, about two weeks ago, sat next to Putin. And did his whole thing about how great Russia had done during the World Cup. So everything is is totally normal uh, with them. And I, I mean, I think the 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 best way to cap this all off is to say that I made one joke about this, where I wrote an article first of all about it, and the uh, I posted it on Madrid. Everyone hated <laughs> they, it.
2: They did not like it.
1: <laughs> you can all screw yourselves. I thought it was pretty funny. Um I made one other joke about it where I said everyone should add Infantino as our um patron sep Blotter, uh my dad uh <laughs> as he yeah, had my, done my my
2: my grandfather sep Blotter.
1: <laughs> as he had done uh sep uh, sep add at Infantino and finally At Infantino responds. And remember, At Infantino is a uh, children's toy company based in uh, (laughs) California. They
2: like rattles and pacifiers, like artisanal (laughs) pacifiers.
1: Yeah. And they responded to me, oops, looks like you've tagged the wrong account. We're not Ianni Infantino, but we do love the FIFA World Cup. As a toy (laughs) company,
2: we love all things sports and play. (laughs) Finally, it took—it only took months of us tagging Infantino anytime FIFA came up.
1: <laughs> oh, it's so good! I'm so happy that they did that because. What is amazing to me is they didn't at Set Blotter when he did it the first time. So they must have gotten so many people responding to this and making this this comment and like adding them for all the, the bullshit that Yanni Inventino does that they finally feel like they have to respond to people and say like please stop adding us. This is not stop. what we
2: do. Like stop connecting us with this man. <laughs> Yo, remember when Yanni Infantino was supposed to be like a new leaf in FIFA? He's going to like I, I, reform I the organization. That was, really that, was a, that was a long time ago. I'm excited
1: because Seth Blatter, we've talked about this briefly on our live show, but Seth Blatter has, uh, has a book coming out called My Truth.
2: Yeah. My Truth is going to be fantastic.
1: It's a good follow up to his first book, My Struggle. <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh, that's bad. That's fucking ooh. bad, game
1: That's terrible. Ooh, That's ooh, terrible. Loud. Yeah, so we're excited about that and you know what the hell? The
2: world is going
1: going to hell. Everything is exploding and,
2: and we're I mean, just if, that, I could, if if I could write some kind of shitty memoir and then like make any amount of money at all, I would get paid. I would write it and get paid.
1: Oh, I a hundred percent would. I would call it everything is fine. <laughs> <This> <laughs> we're is fine. all fine. We're all okay. <laughs> Speaking of everything being fun, let's just do the normal stuff. Let's do this normal thing. So stop talking about just our own bullshit, like, extremely, you know, (laughs) LFF head We find very funny,
2: but maybe nobody else finds funny. (laughs)
1: Let's talk about the... the UEFA Nations League, or as I think— You mean the, the, the League of Nations. Right, the the, the League of Nations, which, uh, as I think you um, have, are implying, is going to be just as successful as that famously use, useful body that definitely prevented any future wars and, and created peace in our time.
2: It's going to fail to prevent, like, a friendly competition between Russia and Japan, and the controversy over that is going to cause it <laughs> to collapse. <laughs>
1: Uh, I wrote an article about it. I think the crucial thing about the uh, the Nations League is how weirdly convoluted it is. It and is it is Byzantine. It is so fucking Byzantine. It makes very little sense. Like I, 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 and I say that as someone who who really I really would have put up with more of. I mean, and to be frank, I w- I still will put up with more semi serious competitive international football instead of these absolutely useless international friendlies that serve no goddamn purpose. But what they did was they created a hybrid uh, league-slash-cup where you have five different groups made up of 12 to 15 teams. Each team plays against two other teams in a subgroup. The team that that comes in last in the subgroup gets relegated somehow for some reason uh, and it is it is truly truly I mean, and you can you can figure it out if you think hard enough and and really sit down and draw it out. But it is absolutely incomprehensible.
2: So. My here, my here are my thoughts on the League of Nations football edition. Is is that so? First off, I think it, it's it's weird and not perfect, but I, I guess it, it's it's better. Like just having watched a couple of these matches this weekend that I absolutely would not have watched if they were just friendlies. It's I think right. it's already clearly better than just worthless friendlies. Uh, teams are more likely to pe- play their, uh, their actual players, especially just after the World Cup. There's no way Harry Kane plays in, in that game against Spain if it's just a friendly. No, God, no, no. No, absolutely no way. But the thing is that, you know, uh, the, the the carrot here, right, the reason that you care about the League of Nations is not because you get to say you won the League of Nations, which we know nobody can, <laughs> can do or ever has um, – <laughs> What what you get is you get a basically easy in to the uh, to the finals to the Euro twenty whatever it will be twenty twenty. Uh, yeah, uh, uh, yeah, Euro, Euro twenty twenty. You get like an, you, if you do well enough, you get like an auto bid into Euro twenty twenty, and so you get to take it a lot easier during qualification. Like that's the carrot. Um, And so like, it makes people care enough, and so the games are a little bit more fun. But I agree with you that the weirdest thing is just how convoluted the whole thing is. And I was reading um, Kim McCauley's article explaining everything, and the thing that got me was like each individual decision makes sense on its own. Like each little structure, each little subgroup. Like I get it. I get why they did right. it. I get that. like the relegation thing. But having different leagues like you you generally want to clump people together by, you know, how good they are so that you have competitive matches instead of just having England <laughs> right. shitting on Bosnia, Herzegovina every, you know, all the time. It's <laughs> so, like I get that and I get, you know, but, but, it, but the end result of each of these individual decisions is this absolutely incomprehensible thing that nobody knows how it works. And like we're lawyers looking at it and we can figure it out eventually but most people do not have the time or the obsession uh like yeah. the neurosis that we have to figure it out they do not have that they don't care and they're going to be very confused as to what these games actually do exactly and, i mean look, the
1: number one thing that you want when you're designing a new soccer league or a sports league of any kind is to when you google the the league
2: to just see a bunch of explainer charts like just as yeah. many
1: charts as possible then you but know really, you've done a good I, job
2: Is I want to have to have like a McKinsey produced slide deck to explain to me, you know, with edits from KPMG to explain to me the organizational chart of the football game I'm watching.
1: I literally saw one of those. I'm not sure if it was McKinsey. I think it was PwC. But like the whole point is why are you getting a, you know, uh, making a a football tournament that's so complicated that you need a slide deck. I mean, like you need at least two slides to explain
2: this at right, least you're, yeah, you're gonna need the overall like groups and you're gonna need the subgroups you need the subgroups and then,
1: and then you need the what happens after what happens, the yeah. games
2: yeah like at the very end like who because it's like everybody there's like four i think they're either four or three team groups and a different thing happens to each team in the group it's like the winner of the group goes through to like something else the like the bottom of the you know bottom of the group goes down, gets relegated. It's all very weird. Yeah,
1: and you know, shout out to the guy who first commented on my article. The guy who was like, "You're an absolute idiot if you don't understand this." So, shout like, congratulations <laughs> to you for being just an absolute goddamn genius. <laughs> like this, it's. I'm not saying you you can't. This is un like incomprehensible, but it is by far by a large margin the most complicated um not just international but i think you know all, i think any international or any or even national sports competition that i know of doesn't have as complex a rule system as this
2: the only thing i can think of and it only makes sense to us better because we grew up in it. Is I can imagine if you are a foreigner, the whole of NCAA basketball is very confusing. Oh yeah, and then you need the It's like oh, you have your conference, to... then you have your not your conference, and then there's a conference tournament. And if you win that, you're in the big tournament. But if you don't win that, they might pick you for the big tournament, but they might not. And then you might go to the less big tournament or nothing at all. That's right. Uh, that, or, that's yeah, a good point. Yeah, it yeah is so that, sort of that like is that. kind of like that. There's, like, different yeah. ways to get into the big tournament, which is Euro 2020, and this new League of Nations is kind of like the conference tournament. It's a, it's an easier way in. All that being said, in a utilitarian perspective, from a utilitarian perspective, this is actually
1: good. I, th- I mean, like, overall, right, the the total amount of positive energy that this tournament will create in the universe is outweighs the, the annoyance and negative energy. But the problem is that if they, they could have done this... But they also, but the thing they could have done it in a way where it was obviously good and didn't have any of those problems. But because it's such a such a convoluted, clusterfuck FIFA style, like UEFA style, they had to make it impossible to understand. Uh, and because of that impossible uh, impossibility to understand, the teams aren't really taking te- taking it that seriously. Like they're taking it seriously enough that they're going to roll out their starting lineups. It's marginally more serious than a friendly match. But it's not that much more serious than a friendly match.
2: Yeah, I mean, I think that the takeaway is that they they ended up with a half measure, largely because that's like the big the big clubs who were kind of fine with the friend like the big clubs were basically fine oh, yeah. with the friendly system. They weren't gonna go for much more than this, which has made them care slightly more, but they were already making money off of their off their friendlies, and they'll make money off this too, but not a ton more. I mean, um, frankly,
1: I, as someone who cares more about club football than international football, like I actually think that it's not as good to have so many like m- games where international players actually have to care, uh, God, I, because I, they I, they, they
2: injure themselves. Like <laughs> yeah, look so at is, Luke Shaw. Definitely my mood right now. Uh, Like I I know that I was not happy to see like all of Spurs team called up to play in the league of nations when they all just played basically to the quarterfinals or later of the, uh, of the, of the world cup. Uh, Like you'd, you'd hope that they could, you know, in in in, a, in the old system, there's no way any of them would have been called up. This would have just been reserve teams playing each other right. in post-World Cup tune-ups, like see what the kids can do. But in this new system where we have to care, it's like, oh, World Cup's been over for a month. Let's get you guys back on the field.
1: Right. And so we had the first injury, right? We had Luke Shaw go down. It's not <laughs> obvious how long he's going to be damn. down, but he's injured from because of this stupid game. And people get injured in friendlies even, but... People, it's more likely to get injured in games where you have to care more. And England, I mean, if you're an English fan, especially, you should fucking hate this because England already has the, you know, the most competitive matches out of any of the major leagues because they've added two additional cups. Uh, Yeah. The Carabao Cup, which is, you know, it depends. I don't really take it that seriously, but it is still a thing that you have to sort of care about. Uh, and then the, the, is it the League Cup? I'm really not an English
2: fan, but oh, I do. so. There's, so it's just, it, it's the FA Cup. The Carabao Cup is the League Cup. Okay. It's, they might not actually call it the Carabao Cup anymore. They change it like every <laughs> year. Uh, so there's the, the League Cup, the FA Cup, then the, you know, then just the normal stuff, right? Uh, uh you know, but the it's Premier. It's still League. the, the,
1: the schedule. It's an, and extra, the, it's an the, extra tournament. It's just so an it extra sure thing.
2: Create, yeah, for sure creates more schedule congestion for, um, for European teams and, and a lot of the top sides just completely punt on the League Cup. Um, I know Spurs have, were in the final of it recently and they, they lost but they, they regularly just play the kids Hey, the Sp- uh,
1: Spurs won um, the uh, extremely
2: prestigious uh, – played in the U.S. Cup this summer. So Yeah, uh, that's that, a trophy. That's a uh, worldwide inter- – international, excuse me. Counts uh, as it's a trophy. An, it's, it was the International Champions Cup. What do these people uh, want? I mean like they keep saying Pochettino doesn't win trophies. Well, there you go. Yeah, that's, that's very important to remember. That's, that's a really good point is, 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 is he has now – or yeah. or their trophy is <laughs> over. I, I don't want to hear about. It. It's been since the 2008 League Cup. I don't want to hear no Premier Leagues. Like fuck y'all. Like, is does Barcelona play in the Premier League? No, right. I don't think that they do. They play. <laughs> does do, does Roma play in the FA Cup? No, fuck you. They won the International Champions Cup. <laughs> uh, I was on uh, the uh, Love Sport Radio with James Sherwood. Everyone should
1: follow him. It's a it's a fun show. Um, and we were we talked a little bit about uh, this match, and I actually predicted that Spain under new manager Luis Enrique would um, would not fare as well as they did. And actually, did you actually get to watch this match, Evan? Because I, I watched this game, and Spain actually looked sh- surprisingly good um, in a match where it wasn't clear how much either side cared that they were starting their they were starting their uh, their guys, and you know it it did seem like both teams were maybe, maybe not a hundred, but like 80 plus percent. And I thought Spain looked actually pretty goddamn good. Uh, I also thought England looked pretty good, but Spain really did sort of overrun them in midfield. Like they just had that, that extra extra midfield power that I was surprised that, that England didn't, you know, didn't have a good, uh, didn't have a good response for But it's also possible that England was absolutely tired because they were in the semifinals of the world cup. Like, you know, or, or whatever two give a month and a half ago.
2: Yeah. Yeah. So I didn't see it because I was watching the, uh, the defending college football champions, uh, beat the living hell out of South Carolina state. (laughs) Um, and so I missed, I missed the England game. I saw some whiny tweets about a Danny Welbeck, uh, goal. that was disallowed. Oh um, yeah. I think about that.
1: Yeah. Um,
2: so I saw that and I saw a lot of people not, not caring a ton. Yep. Um, And so I guess that's where that is. And I I don't know. So I guess that means England and Spain are in the same group then?
1: Yeah, it's it's actually a – I mean it's a – if it were the World Cup, it would be the group of death because it's England, Spain, and Croatia – Oh, yikes.
2: Yeah. That's that's two that's two World Cup semifinalists plus Spain, who yeah, you know, could easily have been like a quarter finalist if they didn't completely shit the bed.
1: <laughs> and they look but Spain did look better. Um I like
2: them playing with Rodrigo. Um anyway I, sure I sure hoping. So actually uh Macaulay's article made a really good point that if you're not gonna win your league, you absolutely have incentive to get fucking relegated. <laughs> um, so like now, the, so like now that England lost their opener to Spain, they should absolutely throw the rest of their matches because they're probably or maybe you see how the next one goes. And if you like don't get the result from that, you just throw the rest of them because what you want is then you want to be in League Two with the likes of like fucking Northern Ireland's in League <laughs> Two. Um, it's like fine, but not they're not Spain and Croatia. Yeah, there And are. then the, in the next cycle, you get to just dominate your group. And then you get automatic qualification. You get automatic qualification. So, like, if it doesn't go well for you early, you just want to fucking throw it. <clears throat>
1: really good incentive structure from UEFA. Um, we, There were also a bunch of other games. I've seen some of them. Uh, I think the one that I was most impressed by was Brian Giggs' debut as well. Uh, Wh- Wales manager. Wales, obviously my second team. Uh, third team after the United States, I guess. But Wales, my second team in Europe. Um, looked really good. I mean, they were playing an absolutely useless and hopeless Ireland side, but they they looked really good, and Gareth Bale was incredible. And I'm I'm sort of excited about this this new era for Wales
2: with with Brian Giggs. So that's that's we all we really I have got, to say about this. <laughs> I mean, we really got we really got robbed not being able to see Wales at at, at the World Cup. Yeah, it was very upsetting because again, I think that the, 's the best thing about. The World Cup expansion, like the number of teams, besides the fact that it means the U.S. won't get left out anymore, <laughs> is that, uh, is that Wales, like a team like Wales absolutely will make it. And they, they are the team, a team that's like,
1: if Bale just sort of explodes, the type of team that's capable of just making a strange run like they did in the Euros. Like they could do a uh, – yeah. pull a Russia
2: and go to the quarterfinals or whatever. The sad thing is that Bale is going to be kind of old by the next World Cup.
1: Yeah, and they won't, be ba- they won't be doping. Like, they won't be able- – I mean, maybe no, sorry, they will probably all be doping, but they won't be as openly and blatantly doping as the Russian national team in the, this last World Cup. Uh, so you saw Northern Ireland lose a
2: stupid game to Bosnia. I bet that looked, that was fun. No, that was, that was very stupid. Um, <laughs> like, Northern Ireland had, like, 70% possession and then just gifted a couple goals, and it was dumb. <laughs> um, and it was I mean, a pretty good example. Pretty good example of why why this all is kind of stupid. It is all kind of dumb. International football, pretty dumb. Uh in other news,
1: uh the United States lost to Brazil, two nothing. Brazil, um, but the United States, I think the only takeaway from that game is that the United States started the kids in a real way. Um, which was
2: exciting. Yeah. And uh I mean what what can you expect from uh from the Brazilian Tim Wea? He was he was pretty good. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I mean, what can you expect? He did score that penalty, um, Neymar. So that was, I was fine. I mean, the penalty was a almost comic dive. Uh, and there was an amazing was, moment when DeAndre Yedlin went up to the referee so after a, a Neymar dive and was like, Did you see the World Cup? This guy yeah. dives. <laughs> it was really funny.
2: It was really, it was also funny because of Neymar's whole like, uh, his whole like big stink after the World Cup value was going to like, be better and like not dive so much but of course he's not going to do that like he has every incentive to continue diving
1: yeah and i mean he does get fouled a lot too so um let's see importantly i think okay yeah i think this is a really good point you made on the outline i think the most important question about all this for the united states is why don't
2: they have a national team coach yet it's fucking infuriating doesn't make any sense it, I, I am almost as mad about the fact that they don't have a coach as I was like one year ago that they had missed the World Cup. It doesn't make like any you, sense. You I can't – like – all like they're now doing what we wanted them to do which is like play the kids like never have clint dempsey's now retired never have josie outstore never have Mike like these guys should never suit up again or if they do they suit up in like one home friendly just Well, they to, pop on
1: as as substitutes to see tour. if they can pop- grab a goal or whatever yeah
2: yeah and especially josie, like especially. They, get, they they get a farewell tour but like they're not going to be useful come the uh come the 2020 or the 2019 gold cup so like you know, banish them more or less. But, but like it doesn't actually do you any good playing the kids if you don't have the coach who's going to put you, know, if you if they're not running the system that is that, yeah. that they're going to be playing in the 2019 Gold Cup. You have no idea what you know, who's going to be good in that system until it's in place. And so it's just inconceivable that they haven't hired a guy yet. And for the longest time, the excuse was, oh, well, we want to hire a general manager or technical director, or whatever the fuck they're calling it. Um first but they've done that as far as I as I understand and they still haven't hired a coach and we're not even hearing names anymore like yeah. there's not even rumors anymore I think they're just going to fucking roll with this dude that's what I think is going to happen Really this guy yeah. I mean who is this guy I mean he was, I, he was like he was like wasn't he like an assistant yes, he was like a youth coach or that. something or, or oh, I don't God. know I'm 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 worried I mean, it's
1: there are marginally worse things that the U.S. could do this, this. They big could Sam hire Sam. Big Sam.
2: Big Sam. Big Sam. <laughs> Bring in Big, big Sam. Sam. You know, David you know Moyes. Big, big Sam is probably he's probably been walking around London or wherever the fuck he lives in like American flag socks <laughs> and underwear for for like the last year.
1: Dude, I bet Donald Trump would get would take a call with him if he called him up. <laughs> That's such a good point. Like, I mean, you know, Carlos no Cordero was at the White House with Yanni uh, Infantino. Just if I were Big Sam, I'd just call him up, man. See if I get on the phone with Donald Trump, then you get yourself appointed by the president to be uh, be, uh, be US men's national team coach. You say, Look, well, I'm a winner. I'm a winner. I've occasionally kept my team from getting relegated. There well, you go.
2: As, as we know, the, the one thing that political interference means, the one and only thing, it means nothing else. <laughs> other than the president of a country being involved in the selection of the head of the federation. That is the only thing <laughs> that political interference means. It doesn't mean arresting the families and cops, the passports of players, or forcing them to show up at political rallies. It, it doesn't mean any of that. Right, it or sending one, your star player to hang thing. out with
1: dictators or any of that does,
2: stuff. It does not mean that. That's not what political interference, interference is. All it means is... Whether or not the president of a country and only the president <laughs> attempts to <laughs> attempts to influence the uh, the selection of the national team, like coach and federation president.
1: Exactly. Exactly. Um, let's talk a little bit about MLS just quickly, because the last segment I want to do is just about the uh, I think about the Champions League draw. Um, But with respect to MLS, I think, I mean, for me, the big story, I mean, and maybe this is just my perspective as someone coming in from the perspective of both a DC United fan, sort of, that's sort of my team now. Though I will say, I think that Evan, and and maybe this is a good place to start, I think that my team really is, because I haven't really fallen into DC United enough, I think I'm
2: going to be a Miami fan. Miami fan. Yeah, inter, inter, I mean, really inter, Internazionale Miami. So, is, so, so, pitch me why you're going to be an Inter Miami, Miami fan because of the crest. That's because
1: it. It's the it's the coolest crest in the league, and it's not that close. It's incredible. Uh, it chose finally chose the right type of name. Everyone was talking about all these other possible names. We've seen terrible names. I mean, whatever the this this eventual uh, Columbus Crew. Whatever they turn into is going to be terribly named. It's um, I think they came
2: up with one actually. The uh, the Austin. It's like the Austin. Oh, Shit, I can't. Well, first it was going to be Austin Bold, I think, and now it's now it's going to be just Austin FC. Oh, well, that's a, that's marginally better. But I thought it was going. to, Yeah, I thought
1: I'd heard them Austin Bold, but I, I I'm glad that Miami leaned into their sort of Hispanic and uh, international city. Uh, feel, vibe, and I love the crest, um, and also Griezmann said that he would go and play for David Beckham yeah, if Gr- he asked. Griezmann is full of shit.
2: <laughs> he is a 1,000% full Gr- of Griezmann shit. Griezmann is absolutely full of shit. <laughs> Though, I think that he would like his, like, he loves the NBA, so I think if you could, like, if you could get, yeah. somehow, like, include in his contract, like, a 5% or something, or, or something. Then you might get Heat, but and like that actually is not unusual in Miami teams. Like huh. the fucking the Marlins are owned by like half of the movie stars, like Hispanic movie stars in the country. Like everyone <laughs> so has funny. an ownership stake in 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 Miami teams. So like if you could do that, maybe Griezmann comes. But and maybe
1: no, I mean no I life. bet he'd come if you just said, yeah, we'll put you, uh, we'll give you season tickets to the Heat, right. <laughs> and you can practice with the team. Uh, right, you get to hang out with Goran
2: Dragic. He plays for the Heat still, right? Yeah, I mean that. I'm excited. He does. <laughs> I mean, ex- look. Here's the thing, though. The, the DC of of the other crest, DC United, has a pretty good crest. Yeah, DC United really does. That's true. And DC and, United and, uh, is exciting uh, right now is exciting right now. It just has a new stadium. It's your town. Like that should mean something. It also has like a really good history. Like you have, look, not only do you have no actual connection to Miami no, that, I'm aware, that I'm aware of, <laughs> um, but uh, have you spent much time in Miami? No, no. I, would, I really, I, haven't. I don't, I don't think you would like Miami that much. <laughs>
1: I I don't know. Yeah, I think that everything, every single thing I've heard about Miami makes me think I would hate every second of it. <laughs> other than mean, like maybe going to the Miami. Cuban
2: neighborhoods and having a nice sandwich. But like, that's like the best part of Miami. But the rest of Miami is so sceny that, yeah, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, you know, I am
1: the type of person who does like to go to the top of a building and rent out a club <laughs> and buy
2: flaming bottles of $20 Spend- champagne that they're s- selling for $2,000. Spend six thousand, yeah, and six thousand dollars on on a bottle of Cristal and do like th- you know three grams of coke. <laughs> I mean, that is
1: sort of Karim Benzema does sort of look like a Miami area drug dealer. Like he so dresses the, like it.
2: So that yeah, Kareem Benzema absolutely would make sense there. I mean, Griezmann in 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 a sense would though not with his most recent haircut. That was his World Cup haircut, no, which was no, very no. very bad, very bad. Um. Uh, but you know, he would make some sense in Miami. Can we just quickly talk about how incredible um, that Wayne
1: Rooney play was? I mean, like, I think everyone knows what we're talking about, but I'll just quickly describe it. It's a play where DC United was uh, was tied with a club um, that they were playing and they were sending everyone up to try to score. Uh, and they'd sent their keeper up and it was a corner and the ball kind of trickled out and there was a fast break. Uh, and Wayne Rooney, the only person who sprinted back, uh, if the other player had, by the way, just tried to get the ball in the air and pass it, you wouldn't even have to shoot. Uh, Wayne Rooney rushed back, slide-tackled the guy at about the about the halfway line. Mid, yeah, mid, midfield, yeah. Uh, got the ball back, prevented the other team from scoring on it, an, and let's be clear, open net. And yeah. then turned around, ran about five meters and just lifted this perfect cross to the back post where the DC United player headed it in. It was a sincerely one of the single greatest play, like overall plays I've ever seen watching this sport.
2: He dropped a dime from probably 40 yards out and across field. So he was probably actually kicking this thing like 50 yards.
1: Right. After he saved the game. After he saved the game.
2: After he saved the point. Like he saved the draw with the the game-saving tackle that he had to sprint back for. And yeah, and then he drops the dime on the back post. It was fantastic. And the thing that got me was just to bring back another classic – uh, was our good friend Alexi Lawless <laughs> had had thoughts on this oh, and his oh, it, and his thought was basically yeah you know it's a good play but there's a lot of guys in MLS who can make that play oh like, my god they just fuck, they're fucking that shit they're absolutely are not
1: <laughs> how can you how can you look at a play like that and think that it's not about like to be frank it's not about just like who can do this it's you should just step back and see the big picture of how incredible what Rooney did was which was it was a i'd never seen anything like this it was a 6 point swing in one 5 second play because that was a goal for for the other team i'm pretty sure it was Sporting Kansas City i'm not sure if i'm right about that but regardless it was a goal and a loss that he turned into a goal and a win. It's an, in one in one play by itself. It's incredible.
2: Yeah, yeah it was fantastic. It you know, like Lots of if, people can do that, though. Lots if, a lo- if a lot of MLS players could do that, we would fucking see it. But you know who we've seen do shit like that this, this season? We've seen Wayne Rooney do shit like that. We've seen Zlatan do shit like yep. that. Like, the people we be, yeah. see doing the ridiculous stuff are the better European players. We don't see the normal level of MLS talent pulling off the ridiculous super plays. And there's a reason it's because they can't.
1: Yeah. And I I think because
2: if they could, they'd be playing in better leagues.
1: Well, and that's the thing I've been trying to think like whether like Rooney's resurgence and his, his truly impressive play has actually been because he's actually is kind of doing a resurgence and playing better um, and cares more. Or is, is it because MLS is just worse than maybe I thought?
2: And I think it may be a little bit of both. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, it's a little, it's a little bit both. I mean, I think it's about right when people say that a lot of people say that MLS is, is kind of on par talent wise with the, the second division in English to so your, the English yeah. championship. It's like somewhere around there, maybe like slightly below that average. Um, and I think if you, yeah, if you drop Wayne Rooney down to that level, he's, he's going to tear there too. Um, you know, what Rooney's problem is, it, you know his the source of his decline in the Premier League was mostly just a loss of athleticism. Like he just yeah, wasn't fast exactly. enough to to play either striker or the number ten role. Like he's just fucking slow. But in you know but in. And and also just a more bruising campaign, but but at MLS, he's just his technical ability is so far above everyone else's that you know it doesn't matter that he's that he he can just not, he doesn't have to track back on defense all the time. And what um, what that shows, I think, is how uh,
1: if you're a smart MLS team, you do build around these kind of youth. Like you use the Atlanta, try to do as much of the Atlanta model as you can, but. It is also useful to go out and get one of these bigger international players like Rooney Ozilatan or Zlatan. I mean, David Villa is the is one of the, the leading goal scorers in the history of the league, and he's only been there a few years. like It is useful yeah. to go out and get these players. I mean, Thierry Henry, who is extremely at the end of his career, is probably the best player ever in the history of MLS.
2: Yeah. I mean, it, it can be risky, right? So like when you or go or in you and get end up the with Gerard, <laughs> you end up with Gerard. Right. And and then, you know, C V G just, you know, is just terrible. Can't stay on the pitch. Doesn't play well when he's there or, you know, a, a kind of Lambert. slightly different version of that was Kaka, who mm. was quite good when he did play, but just could not stay on the pitch. Um, you know, and, and your risk is that if you build too much around these players, which is almost inevitable, if you bring them in that you're going to build around them, yeah. uh, if they're not good or and or not available, then you're kind of fucked. Evan, tell me about the Campeones Cup. Yo, it's it's happening. This is the uh, this is the 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 challenge cup between the <laughs> MLS champions and uh, MLS champions and the I think it's the Apera Cup. Um, yeah, whatever, the, the, the Mexican, like, one. the Mexican League Cup. Yeah, let's go, baby. Um, Come on, MLS. Yeah. Yeah, it's like the end of September, so it's Toronto again. Fuck, who is the Mexican team playing? I will uh-huh. care.
1: I will. I decided that I will also. I will care and root for Toronto, even though I don't. I don't. I don't like Toronto that much. I will. I my will one thousand percent get involved.
2: My only problem with it is the timing. Like, I don't love the timing of it. It would be better if it's like played more at the same, at the type of time that like the normal super cups are played, like right, right before, yeah, before the seat, the se- right before the season is to get, kind of get everybody hype for the new season. And like, remember who the old champions were like, that'd be a better time, but this probably- might give the
1: MLS team a better shot though.
2: Yeah, be probably fair,
1: because they are been playing all season and they're like in form. Um, all right, last thing that's happened that we wanted to talk about because it's going gonna, it's gonna to be a big deal in the next couple of weeks Champions League draw. And we have a couple of really, really, really interesting things that happened. First of all, Newell's Young Boys. Hell yeah, baby. Newell's Young Boys uh, is an incredibly hilarious club. They are a kind of legacy club. I'm really glad they're back, Evan.
2: They're Swiss, right? I think you know so. What they are? I don't know. Yeah. Young I mean, boys. young boys is a fucking weird name for a team, and I know that there's also. I think that there's 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 an Argentinian club. Yeah, there is. Yeah. I think that's uh, that's the young boys. I think Pochettino is associated with them. It's fucking weird. It, I just it, it just I I understand that. It is – you know there's a lot of history behind that name and it goes all the way probably back to like the 18 fucking 90s or something and it probably made a lot more sense in the 1890s, but it's just fucking weird. It is extremely weird. I don't understand it. I love it though. And another team that I love that I do understand – Red
1: Star Belgrade back back in the mix back in the Champions League. I'm a huge Red Star Belgrade fan. They has not been that long since they've been around, but Red Star Belgrade did win the Champions League back in the day. They were back, I mean their history is amazing. They were the team that was associated with the uh Communist Army. I I I uh, in 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 it's in Yugoslavia right in, in back when it was Yugoslavia. Um Serbia, I don't know, I don't know the Eastern European stuff, but I do it was, know. It was, it was it was it was it was Yugoslavia yeah it was so, Cheetos,
2: Yugoslavia,
1: yeah, and they were the team associated with the communist people's army, uh and there's a their derby, the Belgrade derby, uh is them playing against they basically their political opponents, which is one of the reasons why it's one of the most intense derbies in the entire world um there's a someone who you should follow if you're interested in this, uh Kirsten Schlowitz. Uh, uh, on Twitter, is someone who really specializes, especially uh, in in the kind of clubs and teams of the former Yugoslavia. She does really, really good work on, on that stuff. So Everyone should follow her. They um, Red Star, Belgrade are probably um, in one of the three groups that are probably we could call the groups of death. They're with Napoli, Liverpool, and PSG. Um, Napoli, I mean, th- that's a really good group. I think... Evan, unfortunately, Spurs also in sort of a group of death with Barca, PSV, and Inter. Um Inter, the only reason I say that it's sort of a group of death. I think Spurs are probably favored to come out with Barca, but Inter has made a lot of investments this summer and uh, and they are sort of trying to get back into being the club that they used to be, which was always sort of a uh sort of a force in Europe. Not not really. They won, I think, one uh, Champions League, but they were they were never quite like AC Milan, who are their rivals. But they were definitely always a force. They haven't been for a long time. I I sort of think they are now. PSV also uh, is one of these teams that always can provide a shock result occasionally. So that's a tough
2: group. Um, and then I the ref- other, I, refu- I refuse, I to believe that Milan is good until I see that Milan is good. Just yes, well, we'll see. Absolutely we'll see. refuse. They they um, went out
1: and got Raja Nainggolan, on, and they were um, flirting with Modric. But it was a pretty comical flirtation, I got to say. They included uh, a flirtation that people made fun of a lot that included an um, uh, uh, old school, like a hilarious Modridge impersonator showing up in an Inter jersey. I, I don't know who did that, but that was pretty funny. Um, and then the other group is Juve, uh, Valencia, and Manchester United, and of course, Young Boys… <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> which is another uh strong group. I think it'll be a real fight between Valencia who have been getting better every year and United who are in Mourinho crisis year. I think it's a classic time for United to crash out of the Champions League. So my—,
2: my I mean, what, one, one takeaway just from these three groups is, like, the English clubs got fucked. Except for Manchester um, City, who is arguably the easiest group. City's in a very easy group. But, but uh, but yes, yeah, Spurs, Spurs, Liverpool, and United all got—probably those three groups are the three toughest groups.
1: And then, of course, there is, as you noted, the inverted reverse group of death, just like we had during the World Cup. We have one now. <laughs> Lokomotiv Moscow, Galatasaray, Porto, and Schalke, um, yeah, rounding out one of the worst groups in the history of the Champions League. That is just com- a terrible com- group
2: <laughs> competing <laughs> for the right to lose badly in the round of sixteen.
1: Uh, I mean, this. I mean, obviously, I think Porto and Schalke are probably favored to come out of this group, but I think at this point, Galatasaray and even Lokomotive probably are in with a shout just based on the based on the overall quality of the opposition. I mean like yikes. Um uh Bayern and Real Madrid also came away with a relatively easy draw. Bayern more so than Madrid. Madrid who have Roma um in their group there's always a possibility that they could um Roma who who really did a great job last season. Um yeah so that's sort of where the Champions League is uh, I don't know. I mean, we have a ton more to talk about. There's been enough, a, a lot of really hilarious drama and and like banter. I mean, hashtag banter on Twitter We're between the, the these clubs. I think the funniest thing is the way that uh, Roma has, who which has, and I think I I mean fair one of the funniest uh, English social media accounts. They have gotten into these hilarious banter fights with these clubs. Uh, and so I'm I'm excited to see I'm excited to see how that plays out Everyone should probably follow that It's funny to tell Yeah um, Alright, so that's sort of where we are for this week We will be back We're going to be recording um, on the weekend So that's when your Let's Talk Football will be out We're going to do more interviews We're going to get back to the kind of This is our second season, baby What's going? Let's go um, We started this show last last year around now And I think it's fair to start the second season around now too I'm sorry. Evan, great talking to you, buddy. Yeah man, catch you later.
0: anywhere Can't take me- Please don't get me wrong, see I forgive you in a song we'll call a likely lands But if it's left to you I know exactly what you do with all the dreams we have Cause blood runs the car with the you know It's important to you It's important to me I try to make you see and you but you know. don't want to know If you puzzle some along you we'll get forgiven in a song I'd to touch my life The song that I my lungs When they need needed the these songs Welcome back outside The blood runs to go all we'll it's a good you know? that's important to you It's important to me I tried to make you see you know. but, but you know. don't want to know Oh, what became of the what became of the dreams we had Oh, what, what became, became of forever? forever Oh, what, what became of forever Don't oh, we'll know but Please don't give me one See, I forgive you The song called The likely land. But the ones we told the world, We wrote the songs It's still the dreams we had But love runs Snicker Oh, I think it's easy You know That's important to you It's important to me I to try, to try to make you see But you know. don't want to know Oh, what became Of the likely light What became Of the dreams we had what became you, Oh, what became a boy? I, I try, try to make you see you don't, wanna but you don't want to know Oh, what became of the likely lapse What became of the dreams we had Oh, what became of what